Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I will share some thoughts financial advisors might want to bear in mind during these tumultuous times. We'll get to them in just a moment, but first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. Like many others, I was stunned by the Federal Reserve's emergency interest rate cut all the way down to zero, and its relaunch of massive quantitative easing. Personally, I didn't like this move. Where is it written that stock investors aren't allowed to lose money? The Fed's mandate at one time was limited to maintaining a sound currency. At a later point, full employment became part of the central bank's dual mandate. Next came regulation of financial institutions. In the wake of the last financial crisis, it became eminently clear that the Fed's gravest concern has been keeping the market from freaking out. The market just freaked out, and so did the Fed. So much for keeping one's head when all about you are losing theirs. So the Fed massively cut rates, and the concern that I and others have is that the central bank is using up its ammo at a time when there's neither a recession, not that a recession is an excuse, nor a problem with the financial system as there had been in 2008. Now, if you think that this is an anti-Fed rant, you're wrong. That's got to be about the most useless form of commentary there is, and I try to make my podcasts useful. Rather, this introduction is my way of saying, beware of jumping to conclusions about the stock market based on Fed policy. I don't think we can predict the stock market so easily. I think it's actually easier to predict the Fed. Stock market investors rejected the Fed's generous offering on Monday. Look for the Fed to find more ways of reassuring investors. Seeing this extreme Fed move put me in mind of a source I used to call on, a senior analyst for a major investment research firm. Even though we've not been in touch for the better part of a decade, I recall just how critical he was of the Fed the last time it took rates down to near zero, pledging to keep them there. He explained why the Fed's actions were like money printing, how U.S. government debt was expanding by over a trillion dollars a year, and how the Fed would therefore find it very difficult to raise rates since the federal government would have to pay off its debt at a higher interest cost, busting its budget. All this would eventually end badly as the Fed, the dollar, and treasury bonds would lose credibility with investors. I personally agreed with that analysis then, and still do now. But the question is, what to do about it practically? In my interlocutor's case, he boasted his firm's model portfolio, for which he had responsibility, was 100% in cash. That was eight years ago, and it is clear that he was right at least eight years too early, as we don't know how the current situation will play out. Recalling all this, I looked my old source up. Here's what I found on Twitter. 
He describes himself as a trader and investor. He no longer has any institutional affiliation, though he's young. He's got fewer than 100 followers, under which Twitter tells me, not followed by anyone you're following, which shouldn't be the case. Please don't misunderstand. I am not a believer in popularity, and I actually decry the shallowness of so much of social media. This fellow's got substance, without a doubt. But the financial services industry is unforgiving to people who are too wrong for too long. That's why one finds that so many portfolio managers are actually closet indexers. They fear the career risk of standing out too far from the crowd. Is there a better way than this fellow's bold, all-cash move, or the opposite back-up-the-truck philosophy, or the cowardice of closet indexing? I believe there is. Be very careful in your allocation decisions. Follow a predetermined allocation. If investors would pay half as much attention to controlling risk as to controlling costs, we'd be off to a good start. Controlling risk means holding assets that work at cross-purposes, that is, by hedging. The best of the best hedges is cash, as simple as that sounds. It doesn't budge when stocks are falling. A buck is still worth a buck, unless you're buying items in other currencies, in which case the buck may be worth a lot more. The dollar shot up against other currencies in this latest crisis. But your hedge needs to be reasonable. 100% cash can kill, as it apparently did my interlocutor's career. An acquaintance of an acquaintance moved all of his retirement wealth out of stocks because of the coronavirus. 100% moves generally lead to regret. 100% stocks can also be damaging at the wrong time, since people are often forced to sell because of lost jobs or whatnot. Bottom line, don't get overly scared and don't get overly greedy. Figure out which of those is your tendency and balance it via asset allocation. If you can do that, you'll still be viable in eight years. Oh yeah, don't assume that what worked for the Fed in the last decade will work for it in the new one. Things can change and often do. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.